yeah, I just want to convey my apologies right in the start. Um, because some buttons are going to be pushed today, you see. I just want to be very clear, myself and my brother. I think uh, this is what we are very passionate about. And we're going to push some but buttons over here. But not only that, I think we both of us, I think there is a deliverance going to be happening as well. We're gonna, there's going to be some deliverance happening when we speak. So have an open heart to hear and to listen what God wants to speak through us. It's not what we are speaking, but God's going to speak through us. I'm going to start with my started testimony about how um, not all this began, but just it happens every day, every time, in our, myself, in our decisions. Um, we went for a weekend uh, on, uh, we went for the Melbourne Zoo because Miriam had long school, uh, work, school days. So we decided we'll take her to the Melbourne Zoo. And um, we enter, you know, everyone knows about the beautiful uh, butterfly, uh, the tent and all those things. So we get inside over there and I see this young boy just walking in. And he's coming in and he's going out. And his father is walking in and he's walking out. He's shaking his head, you know. It's just like, oh, I can't keep up with it, you see. And when you see a person over there having, like he's, he's, he's giving his best as a father. And um, my heart was, went out for him. I started praying for that fella. I started praying for the father. And as we finish all our tour, and we are sitting at the end of the zoo um, where we are having an ice cream. And this is a nagging thought that comes. Go and speak to him. Go and speak to him. Now, I need to stop that voice, you see. So I go. I said to my family, you sit here. I'm going to go there now. I sat there. And I went straight to that man. And I said, um, sir, I just want to say you are a beautiful father. I just want to tell you that how grateful that your son is to have a dad like you. And that father's heart was touched. You see, all I did was, I was inspired by the Holy Spirit to speak to him. And I laid the seeds, what God wanted me to do. Now that's pre-evangelism. You see? Now that's pre-evangelism. You're breaking something over there. There's a, there's a mold happening. There's going to be a breaking into it. And, God, and that, uh, when I went back to my seat, he started waving once, twice. He was so happy to hear someone is approving him. Then when you walk, now, um, the next moment I'm going to, another one was, um, you know, all this COVID happening around. You see, when the, all this COVID happening around, and if you know, so if anyone knows me, I like to go to the gym in the morning. 4.30 in the morning, I'm out there. Now, gym is not happening. So I need to find something to make myself busy so I can sleep well at night. So I started doing landscaping after four and a half years. So I started digging my front yard, backyard, and I started making friends. People who are passing by, they're seeing me every day during lunch break and evening after work break, seeing me digging and uh, started having a chat and conversation and having here and there. And I know in my um, neighborhood, um, one of the guy, I see him, thank you, I see him, um, uh, yeah, can the PowerPoint start, actually, sorry. Um, this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, <coughs> now this is the pre-evangelism I was talking about. 
Um, okay. Thank you. Um, I'm new at this, man. <laughs> so, um, um, and then um, I, I meet this guy in my neighborhood and I have not seen him for a while, but something was going on which I'm noticing because when you're working on the front yard, you notice things. And um, I see this guy ha having some sort of a trouble. And um, I, I, I approached him. He came to me and I said, how are you going? He said, oh, you know, things are going bad. And uh, because I had built a camaraderie with this guy, now I said to him, hey, do you know I'm, I, I'm Christian? He said, yeah, I know. I hear Rachel playing the piano. I said, okay, um, um, can I pray for you? And right there and there in my front yard, I prayed for him. Amen. I prayed for him right there. Now that's evangelism right there. That's evangelism. What? What you did was you planted and you asked God to come in the midst and to break this. You see? It breaks. What we are doing nothing over here. God is doing something over here. Now, in both the testimonies, one is pre-evangelism and one is evangelism. But it is motivated by the Holy Spirit. It's always motivated by the Holy Spirit, you see? And um, the, uh, uh, now, how did this all happen? How, how did this all take place? And this is where I think, I, I feel, this is my view, okay? Um, I feel that is, it's a principle or it is conviction. Now, principles, the way I see is, is horizontal view. What happens if the principles fail? Then you ask the question, why did the principle fail? But conviction is, you are utterly convinced. You are convinced. You know the fruit is coming. You are convinced. I am convinced Lord Jesus is my savior. I'm utterly convinced. That's my conviction, what I did. That's my conviction. So I don't care if the fruits are showing or not, but I'm utterly convinced Jesus is going to zap this guy's person's life. That's it. That's the deal. Now, this, um, my mentor, um, <laughs> um, he's been mentoring me for 13 years now, and he has mentored me such a way that um, he, he gives me um, all this, and he says, Romeo, you need to know your gift. You need to know your gift. You need to know how to sharpen your gift and you need to know how to use your gift now when God gives you a gift what will you do are you going to hold on to it and not use it or are you going to wrap it up open the wraps open it and try to find out what the gift is <laughs> isn't it you're not going to leave it in the corner for the next Christmas to show up I'll re-gift it and give it to someone else. <laughs> but you're going to open it. You want to know what the gift is so you can use it, what it is all about. Your anointing is a gift on your life. Your anointing is not something given just like that. It's given by God's love and His grace. When you accepted Lord Jesus as your Lord, He gave you a gift. Now, this is where, do you know your gift? Do you know your gift? If you don't know gift, 
ask for help. <laughs> ask help. This is what the corporate, in the corporate culture he says. You don't know anything, ask for help. You are in this house. There are people over here, over the years, they have built wisdom through their experience. You ask them. I already have a mentor, but now I have a couple who mentor me. They, they mentor me on my spiritual gifting, on my ministry skills, and they do it regularly. I go to them because I know this has got a wealth of wisdom. I need to use it. You see, I need to use it. One of my mentors has said, Romeo, <laughs> John 6, 1 to 14. And it talks about Jesus feeding 5,000. Uh, you need to know what your gift is. But is that gift good enough? Am I good enough to be used for God's kingdom? You ask that kingdom and you just run away. You just run away. You, you just retract every time. And um, now this is where my mentor said to me, whatever God has given you is more than enough. He's more than enough. All you have to do is distribute it. All you have to do is distribute it. Use it. Don't let it go rust. You see, don't rust it. it there's no point. Now, um, um, but nowadays, I'm learning accountability to my these mentors. It's an accountability I'm learning. I know my gift. I hear the voice of God, and I know how to do, and I, and I know I can do it. Those are the two things. Why? Maybe because of my Indian culture. <laughs> Maybe because of my corporate culture. Because you give an idea, we run with it. We can't hold back. What is your gift? Run with it. Run every one of you who sees it. Um, um, when I look around in this room, I think that you have got more than enough to offer. Do not look down upon yourself. Do not look down upon yourself. You're God's creation. When you're God's creation, don't... You know, don't say, I can't do it. Because you are telling God, you're not good enough. God is good. He knows you are good. Um, now the next question is, <laughs> how to bear witness? Um, this is my observation. Um, one is an open setting. One is a closed setting. And I'll explain this very well. In, an, in a closed setting, in a closed setting, what you do is, um, the way I learned as a newborn Christian is that I learned in a closed setting. I did kids ministry. I did youth ministry. I did, and I did both of these things. When I, I was living in Oakley, I used, to, I used to drive all the way to Endeavor Hills to come to church. And I did that for 18 months, but I did the, both the ministry. Why? Because I just want to soak myself in. I want to take care of God's business because God will take care of my business. Amen. You see? You need to pour yourself out. And then I started getting trained by these very peers who are doing kids and youth ministry. And when you do kids, you get, you get so bold. You get so bold of your conviction. God is going to take you from your closed setting now to an open setting. And that open setting was community kitchen taking to the outreach at uh, Emerald, 
setting up churches over there. You see, now going to Dandenong markets, and if anyone has gone to Dandenong markets and seen the preaching, yeah, I have done that too. <laughs> because you have gone nuts over here now. Why? Because I'm sold out for Jesus. You see, you're sold out for Jesus. God is going to ask you, which setting are you belonging to right now? Okay? Um, and I, but um, this is another one. Luke 16, 10. You're finding it difficult how to do a witness. This verse helped me a big time. This verse helped me a big time. Whatever is given to you, I will multiply it. But you use it. You have to use it. You have to use it. I, I read, um, in my early walks of Christian life, I read these two books. One of Jackie Bullinger and um, Brother Andrew, Chasing the Dragon and God Smuggler. I actually saw Jackie Bullinger in one of my, uh, the conference I went, and she was powerful over there. Um, we, some of their words are inspiring till today. I still have their, I have their recordings in my playlist, and I keep listening to it. And I keep think, I'm thinking this is very important for me every day because my life is not a cruise ship. Your life is not a cruise ship. Your life is not a cruise ship. You cannot be normal Christians. Please, do not jump up and down in this church and show that you are Christians. You need to go out there. I'm telling you right now. That's why I said in the start, my apologies to you. You cannot be jumping up and down. When the call is made to go and do a ministry, evangelism ministry, you need to go out there. By jumping up and down in the worship doesn't mean you're a Christian over here. You're behaving as a normal Christian. You need to go out and testify who the Lord God is your life. And you need to bring another person in the church next day. Okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes, thank you. Um, this words, what Jackie Pullinger says is, principle of gospel is this, that it gives life to the receiver and death to the giver. If gospel brought death to Jesus Christ, then why should we think then by preaching the gospel, it would be any less? It would be any less. And just that same line just humbles me every time. And I realize how I have to die for Jesus every day. It's a death. It's my death to uncertainty. It's my death to my anxiousness. It's my death to my inadequacy. It's my death to my perfection. You are never perfect. But in the eyes of God, you are perfect because you accepted Jesus. So go out. Go out over there. And I just have to be the mouthpiece and the verse of the Bible which says, for the Holy Spirit will give you the words to speak. <laughs> the Holy Spirit will give you the words to speak. You don't have to worry. And I'll, I'll tell you by experience, trust me, it, you don't even know what to say. It's scary. Which you heard testimony last week. It was scary. It is scary. Sometimes you have done this part of ministry early part of your life and now you have stopped. You have stopped because you are doing something else. What Pastor Larry was saying, become inwards. 
outwards now. Because this is not for, this is, we all are called to be evangelists. This house has to be full. If you know the glory of God in your life, this house needs to be full, not empty. Even people who are online, my request to you, come out. Come out. It's, it's, it's okay to be coming out now. There's no need of be fear. There's no need to be having fear. Now, Brother Andrew, um, he says in Matthew 25, 36, I needed the clothes. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was sick, you came to visit me. And this can only be shown by our example, not by words. Because everyone can talk, and talk is cheap. You think all the authority comes from the pulpit? No. <laughs> it's not true. It comes from the life of those who follow Jesus. Yeah? I can tell you one thing. If I wouldn't have followed Jesus in my life, my life would have been in the gutter. But I thank God I understood the sacrifice of Jesus. I understood the sacrifice of God he did for me by sacrificing his son for me. And the only worship to God, the pleasing aroma, is my sacrifice to him. Sacrificing who you are in the public. You are ready to let go of your status quo? Please do not create reasons. <laughs> do not create reasons for not being ready to witness you have to be ready, and that's my conviction. That's not my principle. It's my conviction. Just my one question to you, everyone today. Are you ready to sacrifice for Jesus? Are you for sure? How, do you know how, how to witness for Jesus? Then do what I did. Be part of the kids and the youth ministry. There's a call being made a few weeks ago, and this is quite happening. My wife is right now. She's in the kids. This is part of our life. If you call this house as your house, man, you need to pour yourself in. We need to pour. The, why should? The pastors are up. We all should be doing this work. Do you know how much responsibility that is when the pastors are over here? It's difficult, man. We all need to bear the burden because this is not an easy job. We all need to bear the burden. Learn the skill how to do it. And then once you're confident, God will automatically take you into an open setting. We have got transit ministry. We have got Hasa. I'm not promoting any ministry over here. All I'm saying, how to do witness. We all need to be bear witness. We won't struggle every day. When you start witnessing, you will be out there proclaiming the name of Jesus. You will be proclaiming the name of Jesus. Hasa is one of the best ministry that you could ever imagine. If, if you call this church and your home, you need to start thinking about this. Taste and see the Lord is good. And he is really good. I can tell you by my own experience. Um, we are all called for banquet. But if you give reasons that you have some plans, God will go and give that invitation to someone else. 
So God has broken these loaves for you. And all we have to do is distribute it. Can we all do that? Can we all do that? Can we get our hands dirty for Jesus? And be ready to sacrifice him and be a pleasing aroma for his worship. That's all I have to say today. So I've got a 45-minute sermon that uh, I'll try and make in 40 minutes. Take an hour. Take an hour. All right. Can you see me over this? I feel like this is really tall. <laughs> um, before we, before I, I have a, a gift from my beautiful wife. She's made an amazing video. Um, Lauren had a part to play in it as well. He made the music video. So... Um, I hope that's queued up and ready to go. Lauren's doing this from home, so there's a little bit of a lag. If my people, if my people who are called by my name, if my people, if my people will humble themselves and pray, if my people, if my people. I call by my name If my people If my people Will turn from their wicked ways And seek my face Seek my face
see before you is a broken person. I used to be someone who, who would listen to my version Bible. I would put the timer on for five minutes and I would never get to the end of it. I would be well and truly asleep. But God's calling me deeper and he's calling us to a place that if my people would get on their feet and pray. Peter and John are in Acts chapter 4, are before the council. And they've been... question because there was a miracle that happened a man from birth was being carried Peter John looked at them said look at us he looked at them and expecting money but I don't have they said I don't have any money but what I give you what I have I'll give you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth Get up and walk. Peter and John helped the man up. And as he did, his ankles were instantly healed. That song is straight from Scripture. It speaks God's word. And it's the calling that he's given to us, his church. When they saw, this is chapter 4, verse, I can't quite see this, but um, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men, nothing special about them, they recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. And that's the key, that's the difference. So they called the apostles and commanded them, don't speak in that name. Verse 19, Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling. It doesn't say we don't want to. It says we cannot. That is what God is calling us to. It's not meant to be optional. It's not meant to be optional. We're meant to spend time with Jesus in a way that we cannot stop sharing. Of everything that we have seen and heard. If it is optional, then maybe it's time that we took another glimpse. 
what we've seen and heard. It needs to change us. You know what they prayed? Now, O oh Lord, this verse 29. Hear their threats, your servants. And give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching. The very thing that they got in trouble for, they asked for more. Give us boldness. We are so frightened sometimes of the ABC people and all these groups that we present a gospel that's compromised. That is not what God is calling us to do. He wants us, his people. I know I said 45 minutes. I'm going to just go right to the end. Because I believe what Susanna shared, what Malcolm shared, it's all this invitation. I'm saying these things. Like if, if I say... It's not meant to be optional. That is said not in a way to shame you. Nor is it even to challenge you. It is to point out that there is an invitation. It is meant to point out that God is calling us to go deeper. And that invitation is for his bride. That is you and me. Sorry for the sniveling stuff we are people that needs to be able to say we cannot help what we've seen and heard when we do that when we cry out and pray heal this nation you know, so, some prayers are not meant to be individual prayers. If you look at the Lord's Prayer, it says, Our Father. It's not my Father, it's our Father. We pray as a church. Some things we need to pray that are so big. And, you know, I had this horrible story about a mum and two kids. In Cranbert, some of you might have heard it. My wife broke down because her words were, the devil is so aggressive. So aggressive in destroying lives. And we are so worried about offending someone. We, Our faith needs to be... One of boldness. Yep. And I believe God is calling us to that. Yep. As a church, as an individual. Um, our KC City Church has this thing, transforming community. How, how do you do that? You trans one life at a time. Yes. Yes. But the first is yours, mine. Romeo used this, witness. We are called to be witnesses of the resurrection. 
In the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit came. Us lives in us now. As we become Christians, he lives in us. We are to call on that power. In the last few weeks, I'm not talking about Smith Wigglesworth time, whatever, 100 years ago. In the last few weeks, there have been miracle after miracle after miracle. God is working miracles. Sometimes he doesn't heal, but I am not going to build a theological reason why he doesn't. I'm going to go back and say, fix me. You are such a good God. And to withhold that healing is to withhold that goodness. Change me. Change me. I'm seeing Sean nod. A few years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, he was faced with an incredible challenge that took the life of members of his family. But God intervened and healed him. Miracle. I see Sarah over there. God, a few weeks ago, she's nodding too. She has an amazing testimony. I'm not going to share the details. It's hers. She's going to be baptized on Easter Sunday. It's going to be a celebration of the miracle, how God can rescue someone from such a place and put them into a place where she has begun her relationship with Jesus. Yesterday, in the men's ministry, two Two young fellows, one, one father and son, gave their life to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Terry is going to be baptized on Easter Sunday because God is, going to do, is doing a work in his life. They've, they've stolen the comfy seats at the back, and that's okay. God is at work here today. God is at work here today. I don't need to share a sermon to tell you that. He's inviting us to a place where, I would just say this one point. When I first met my wife, it was friendship. We were good friends. And for much of my life, I believed that I had a friendship with God. I knew him. I, was, I would say even good friends with him. But that's not what God wants us to be. He wants to show us that the marriage is a place where he's calling us to be. He wants us in intimacy, in relationship. And I believe... That is the call for us. Let's pray. If there is anyone here that doesn't know Jesus as his Lord and Savior, if you don't know the Jesus that has been spoken of through so many testimonies, raise your hand. 
I believe that today, as even as Susanna and even Larry said, I'm hoping that everyone here is saved. If boldness is something that you are ready for, if the relationship that what I speak of, of where it's a marriage relationship, where you're ready to take that next step. And I believe that most of us are doing that. That's good. Awesome. But it's an everyday thing. Every day, every day, I am so in love with His Word. Every day, read His Word. Every day, spend time in His mm. presence. You know, I got this. You have not failed in evangelism if you share and no one gets saved. Ah, <laughs> good. But really you good. have good. failed if you don't share at all. I don't know if I'm an evangelist. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. I'm going to do the work of the evangelist. I know that every single person here is called to do the work of the evangelist. If you spend five minutes with Sean, you're going to hear Jesus because he's done a work in his life. Your presence is here right now, Father. That's good, Lord. Fill, Lord. Fill. Fill, Lord. If there is anyone here that wants to take that step, that boldness needs to be part of their walk, there are many people that will pray for you. I will certainly pray for you. That's good. I certainly want it. I certainly want it. And I'm going to ask for it every day, as did the disciples. That's good. Come forward, guys. We feel the Lord is inviting you today. I mean, what a great, what a great invitation this morning, you know. <clears throat> and if I could just add to what Shami is inviting us into. They've, both Shami and Romeo have brought a word in season, a powerful word. That song, if my people, from Chronicles, what a powerful song this morning. Right, if, 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 if all of what has been shared, the prophetic words through worship, just singing the name of Jesus, thank you for telling us, Romeo, that it's not just about jumping and dancing here and singing and worshiping here. Right. The world out there needs to know. Amen. Yeah. You know, I remember words to a song the Lord gave me many, many years ago when I was in Thailand. He said, the world out there, there's a world out there that's lonely and cold. There's a world out there that needs to be told. That Jesus, Jesus is the Savior. There are many of us this morning. I don't, I don't know about you, but I feel, I want, I, want, I want to be able, I want to stand there. I need boldness. I was asked a question yesterday. How do you explain the gospel? And what are some portions of scripture that you will use to explain the gospel? And it just rattled. It just, I mean, it didn't rattle me. It just came out like that. And I was, I thank God. But if you ask the question right now, how do you explain the gospel? And if you're stumped, 
you need to you, you need to come forward friends because God wants to equip you today Romeo and Ray and um, Shami please come up they're going to pray elders if I can invite you up please come forward we want to pray for you prayer team please come forward just come up folks let me not ask again just come forward please because we want to believe that there's going to be many of you that are going to be responding that's right come forward this is an, this is one of the most important one of the most important altar calls this morning amen one of the most important altar calls this morning so friends you're up here to pray please turn around so that people can come forward to you church let me help you this morning by asking you to stand this morning you've got some awesome god wants to release today he wants to release and if you're visiting us today he wants he wants you to catch this fire there is a fire that these two have brought today there is a fire there is a fire here and and we need to respond so friends can i invite you to stand if if the question what are you going to do are you going to share the gospel do you feel comfortable do you feel courageous enough to share and if the answer is yes praise god but if the answer is i'm a little reticent then come forward it's okay it's okay there is no shame as shami told us there is no shame at all amen, amen. so friends we want to give you this opportunity the atmosphere the atmosphere is changing the atmosphere is changing now Atmosphere is changing now For the Spirit of the Lord is here For the evidence is all around For the Spirit of the Lord is here The atmosphere is changing the atmosphere is changing now. The 